I use my business to help me perform as a person, as a human being. Learn modern marketing that you can use to grow your business in today's competitive landscape. This is Digital Marketing Masters with Matt Rouse and Jeremy Marcotte. Welcome back to Digital Marketing Masters. I'm your host, Jeremy Marcotte, and I'm here with Matt Rouse. Say hi, Matt. Hello. And today we have Hussein Albayati of Refutees. How you doing, man? Doing really well, man. Thank you for having me. Hey, thanks for joining us. So today we're going to talk about the story behind your brand mm-hmm. and why you do what you do mm-hmm. and what your passion is, what's your drive. Now, before we do that, I'm going to immediately squirrel off topic. Okay. So before, <laughs> when we were in, in the green room, you know, before mm-hmm. we started recording, we were just talking about Google My Business listings mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. like Facebook stuff mm-hmm. and all this stuff that mm-hmm. it's all the work around what you actually do yep. that you still have to do right. to do what you do. And then, you know, when people pay you, they just think they're getting the thing that you make, right? So say it's a t-shirt or you're printing something, right? Right. Or whatever that is, right? They think they're getting that one thing and they don't know that you're dealing with Google map listings and Bing map listings and social media and, you know, all the accounting and the bookkeeping and legal and, you know, all the other stuff that you have to do to run a business. Yeah. And it's it's the behind the scenes, man. Mm -hmm. It is. It's movie. It's like... I look at it like it's a movie production, you know, documentary production. And the stuff people get to see is what you eventually put online. Eventually, you know, that customer writes that good review, you know, but it took three people, six hours, you know, this thing. And for that, you know, like the end result is nice. Right. But see all the deleted the, scenes. The, yeah. <laughs> the behind, behind the scenes. The scenes yeah. You know, do you guys remember watching like Jackie Chan movies? Oh yeah. yes. Dude, I love love the behind the scenes. Like, yeah, like at the movie, end like, and the credits or whatever. Done. I've always been fascinated by that, and I try to do some of that stuff. You know, through social media, like show the behind the scenes. I think it's always. It's just fun to see what other people are doing. So it's always fun to show that as well. So people know that like... It's so important. You're not just behind a computer doing this thing. Yeah, (laughs) for sure. For sure. I'm still trying to figure out how Jackie Chan fits through all those really small spaces. His head is gigantic. Dude, that guy. I mean, talk about mastery, man. Yeah, no. Absolute mastery. Martial arts is one thing, but embedding comedy and all that stuff... I don't know what show it was from, some some late night talk show, but I saw this clip on YouTube the other day, actually, about Mm -hmm. Jackie Chan, and they were taking people doing stunts on YouTube, and they would stop it halfway through, (laughs) and and he had to say, no, Jackie Chan had to say, is he going to make it or not? (laughs) Like, is he going to make the stunt or is he going to hurt himself? That's hilarious. Right? And it was hilarious. Oh. So search that on the YouTube. It's, I got to watch that. But right. anyways, yeah, I just to wanted topic. to kind of get that in yeah. before we forgot about because we were talking about it. Yeah, we'll loop back around for sure. Yeah. And the behind the scenes thing, I, this pet peeve of mine, this has nothing to do with our episode, but photographers, I want you to listen right now. Every photography website has pictures that they've taken. There is no pictures of them taking pictures. Mm-hmm. Real. That's what you need. Yeah, you need a picture y- of you taking the photograph so that they go, oh, I see how this is going to work. You're right. going to be there with the camera taking this beautiful photo. You need a beautiful photo of you taking the beautiful photo. Yeah. It's inception. It is. It is. I like the ones you see them online. There's one where this just married couple, they're doing the wedding photos, right? And they're standing behind a puddle 
Yeah. But the photographer is laying down on his belly with like the <laughs> camera down and everything like those that. those photos. Trying, right. Yeah. And then somebody actually snapped a photo of Dude. him and then showed the finished photo and then the photo that he, of him Behind taking the that. Scenes. Yeah. And it's just... I would hire that dude laying in a puddle, taking yeah, a photo. Right. In a if the photo is, looks great, yeah. and he's going to go to that length to get the photo done, I'm going to hire that guy. Well, That's why behind the scenes is so... That's right. It's so cool to show, because right. that's where you see how far somebody can go. Right. That's you right. know what I mean? How far they're pushing their craft. And that guy's taking that picture in one picture, right? Yeah. So we've, we know photographers. We got um, Craig from Brubaker Photography and Adam Michaud from New World Industries. They yeah. both do yeah. excellent work, but they both do it a little differently. Right. Craig is... Well, Craig took the photo on the back of my book. Right. <laughs> so Craig can make us look great, but Adam does things in a way that he can take one thing from one angle take a hundred pictures of it and light it in different places and everything like that and then make one fantastic real estate photo yeah he makes right. like composites and yeah it's mastery man i'm it's telling crazy. you like these people dude you guys like everyone that's what we're all trying to do at some point right get right. really good at something mm -hmm. so that you could stand out and be of service and people come to you instead of you chasing people that's where my story really begins with refugees. You know, I love, I love mastery, man. I love, like, I don't just love Michael Jordan because he was a really good basketball. I love how much dedication he put into that craft. And anyone, I just respect people that care about what they do, why they do it. And so I wanted to put that level of care into what I do on a daily basis. Right. And the only way for me to be able to get there was, you know, it had to incorporate something I'm interested in to a degree that I'm either trying to make a change in that space or maybe understanding that space more can help me understand myself more. And that's what I realized, man. I mean, I know I, both of you guys know this, and I'm sure a right. lot of people that you talk to, businesses are the most self-revealing thing anyone can take on. You know, I think they reveal a lot about who you are, your discipline, your character. I mean, it gets really hard. And the only way you push through some of those hard times or those little mountains and hills that you get up across is knowing yourself. Right. right. You know, and you got to care it, a lot. Yeah. You got to put Because otherwise you just give up, right? Yeah, man. And it's fine if you give up because you realize maybe that that's, that well, thing you, is not yeah, for you. So, if you give up because it's it's not going to work out, yeah, that's you know, good, that's, right? That's a good right. thing good because know. then you can apply your energy to what you're really passionate right. about. And so, you know, after opening the print shop in 2011... You know, I had already been printing for like six years prior to that right. through college, through this. It was never anything super legitimate, mm -hmm. but it was legit enough to like print for schools and print for, you know, things. But I just never like took it so serious that it was my 100 percent, you know, right? because I was going to school. So but I was learning things, learning things about myself, learning things about, man, how to like go around and shake hands and meet people and tell them what I do. But eventually just like screen printing T-shirts. Right. It was great. Started it. You know, it's 2011. I get out of college, and this is <laughs> the worst time in the economy at the <laughs> time, right. you know? And I, know. Uh, I studied architecture. So, I mean, you guys can imagine. Nobody was building. Sure as heck when nobody was designing. Right. right. So I was like, well, shoot. You know, I paid a couple hundred bucks here and there doing logos, flyers, business cards, and T-shirt designs, you know? And I've always wanted to just do my own brand, do my own thing. Grew up in the 90s, listened to a lot of hip-hop, listened to a lot of Jay-Z. Uh, Biggie or Pac? Oh, man. Okay, so Biggie's Party and, and obviously Tupac is Message. I was very much a Tupac fan. 
All right, um, we can be friends. That's fine. Yeah, yeah, very much. A, but I definitely love both, man. Both. I was on Zebrahead at that it's time. It's almost like, yeah, it's almost you can't <laughs> listen different. to one without the other. Right. You know what I mean? They, they, for some reason, they just balanced it out. Now going forward in life, you know? Right. Um, but I'm glad you brought that up. It's always a good conversation. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, you know, just influenced by the idea of like, wow, if I can master my creativity, I can probably figure out a way to get paid doing this stuff. And then so when I, that was the first time I hand painted a t-shirt. It was like right out of high school, but done on eBay. It got some hits, sold some, then it led into an event, then it led, it just kept leading me to different paths, different people, community, and just like, you know, after learning English at fourth grade, coming from a refugee camp, all those things, for a long time, I didn't really have a voice because I didn't speak the language. So my only voice was the one thing that connected was art because I could do one hell of a poster. I could draw the hell out of Mickey Mouse. I could, you know, do all these things. But then finally being able to connect them all later for something that I can create that somebody would purchase Mm. and like pay me to do, that was an incredible feeling. But also, you know, I grew up with a father, man, who was a painter, he was an artist, he was like a poet, did all kinds of stuff, did a lot of galleries around town. Again, he faced so many battles, so right. many things in life. So those are the things that were sort of prerequisites to what we're about to get into, which is refugees and the print shop. So in 2011, I decided to take it serious and uh, start this print shop. We won't get into the nitty gritty of right. how it all started, but started a print shop A few years later, I found myself seeking out a mentor, and I I went to uh, a TEDx, which is like Mm -hmm. this weekend or something. Yeah, it is this weekend. Yeah. Uh, I went to like one of my first TEDx talks, and it was really cool, super inspiring. And I was like, man, these people are like, these ideas are really cool. What can I do to the shop? So have you done a TEDx talk? I haven't. I haven't yet. So Um, I know um, Kathy Armelis, who wrote a fantastic book. Mm-hmm. called i think it's called the nine secrets of marketing i'd mm-hmm. have to look up the title but mm-hmm. it's a fabulous book i've read twice now yeah. you should think i would remember it but yeah i remember yeah, yeah, i remember yeah. the content no no for sure yeah I, I get you. but so she is like an official like tedx trainer yeah for you know she trains people to give talks at ted yeah. and tedx uh for and she's one of the people helping with the tedx conference in portland i love it so man. i can connect you guys i would love that i appreciate it so i think that would be a good connection for you and that would mm-hmm. be a good place to talk and maybe this is actually a good segue and we can talk about i know that we already went way off the rails from the start thanks i know that's <laughs> it's that's all right. my job I, I, yeah it's okay but yeah we were going to talk about refugees and kind of the story behind mm-hmm. the brand and stuff so if you want to talk about how that started absolutely so coming out of that tedx talk i was just super inspired man and i met one of the speakers that day his name was cody forget his last name my god but he has this really remarkable sort of nonprofit that he started around his daughter his, his daughter was handicapped so his thing was making parks for handicapped children mm, okay. which i just thought was just like incredible and for the first time i thought wow like how can i like this is an opportunity to turn my personal story into my cause my mission my thing and it finally like clicked and as a matter of fact like two days later the guy comes over to the print shop and was just checking it out, you know, saying what's up. And I told him, I was like, man, I've been battling with this idea. I just want to fill a shipping container up with merchandise, T-shirts, you know, whatever, and send it out to refugee camps. And he was like, you mean like refugees? And it <laughs> just like hit me like a ton right. of bricks, you know. So I always give that guy props. I didn't necessarily come up with the name, but 
my mentor helped me carry it into what it is today. We got it trademarked. We got, you know, the whole nitty gritty things. But this was in 2016. And I had already been in business for four years legitimately. So chasing, hustling, you know, working hard to get people to see what we're doing. But what I realized, the minute I started saying refugees, people's eyes lit up. Right. Oh, okay. This has something to do with something. You know, mm-hmm. you, you're bridging two things together. And I didn't necessarily know what it was at the time, but I'm bridging my life, my story, where I come from, with this passion of mine, which is the printing is a platform to relay messages, right? Like it's it's just another message courier, if you will. So I was like, okay, let's embed these messages, these positive things into the T-shirts, put refugees on them, obviously give back to the local refugee community. I figured I probably can't fill a shipping container right now with my, it costs a lot of money. Right. But if we can build this up, maybe start with a box and I'm going to donate this box to, and then I went and met with Catholic Charities and ERCO, which are nonprofit organizations that help refugees get on their feet when they come here. And that's what we were on when we first came here in 94. The thing for me at that point, everything about it is authentic. Like I'm just telling my story living the the there's the sour part of the story right right of actually being in a refugee camp living that and i was young so i was extremely lucky but you know my brothers my mom and dad of course you know my older siblings were just they they struggled in their own ways you know but man i always felt so comfortable like my parents and everything have always been supportive always been kind of pushing me challenging me like i failed to get into the architecture program two years in a row Mm. And my, my family was just like, just don't take no for an answer. Keep reapplying till you get in. Dude, I'm probably one of the luckiest people you'll ever meet. Because I truly feel that way about my life. Just how we got out of Iraq, got into this refugee camp. The fact that my father was an artist, my mother super took care of us in many different ways. My brothers, siblings that laughed with us and also treated us like friends. And I'm talking about the younger, mm-hmm. right? My, mm. my other brother and my little sister. So... Growing up, that also kept manifesting into taking care of one another, you know, smaller tribe, if you will, when we came to the States. So I always have that mentality. It became like, all right, so refugees, if I tell you this story, there's a potential of you working with me, right? And the potential is like, okay, we'll probably put a few hoodies from your job, maybe a few button downs that we'll order extra of, throw in this box, and at the end of the month, take it to the good people and let them sort of disperse it to whoever they feel is in need. And so that box turned into like two boxes at times, it turned into three boxes when we were really busy. And then it comes back down to a box or a few sweatshirts, you know. Right. Like the mission wasn't about like, let's just do as much as we can. And it's just like, I'm going to do what I can. Right. As often as I can. Right. That's it. And sometimes it's in the form of speaking. Sometimes it's in the form of, you know, volunteering at an event. Sometimes it's in the form of giving an actual product. Right. For me, it's, it's like, I don't just give away money. I think... Time is more precious than money, right. personally. And though money helps, obviously, do these <laughs> right. things, I don't have a lot of it because right. I have employees. I got a business to run and stuff. So I'm going to give where I can. And so a lot of people think that you need to be a billionaire or millionaire to like help the world and solve the world problems. I think the biggest thing I had to resolve and come to terms with was helping myself understand myself, man. Right. My strengths, my weaknesses, where I want to spend my time. This whole digital space, like, okay, there's LinkedIn, Facebook, every single thing you can think of. I had to really sit down with myself and say, choose one. That's it. Just choose one and everything else can figure itself out. 
Just so because everyone is about that What's right that? now. I'm, yeah. I'm actually one and a half chapters in. Yeah, man. And it's important. It's about how to select the things that you can and should do for your business and how to avoid all of the extra stuff you're doing that's not giving you basically any return on your investment because you don't have the time to learn it and do it properly. Well, and return Absolutely. on investment can be anything too, right? Yeah. So it can be investment. a spiritual return. It can be a financial return. It can Absolutely. be, you know, 100. there's there's so many different things that you can invest 100. into other people and everything like that. But people don't realize that. Absolutely. You say invest and 90% of the population thinks dollar bills. Money. Because it's, you know, it's what we were taught from, from the And get. people say, the just like you were saying. The value is money, but it's, that's not true. It's, right. it's actually your time. Doing the amount that you are able to help. And when people don't, they, they think that, oh, well, I need to have lots of money to, to help or assist or something, right? And, and it's not the case. One of our friends and realtor over on the east side of Portland, yeah. she was doing volunteer work with the Kenton Willem Women's Village. Mm-hmm. And that's like a yeah. shelter to get women off the streets and into about. jobs, right? And she was like, oh, they need a bunch of stuff that weren't covered by grants or donations. Sure. Like mm-hmm. one of them was batteries. We need batteries because the lights that are in them, because they don't have electricity going yeah. to them, are battery yeah. powered. So we went on Amazon and in our company account in Amazon, we bought, I don't know, 50 bucks worth of batteries and we just shipped them to them. We didn't say, send me a tax receipt or like, I'm helping you. And then then we put a big poster up about how we're, we just sent them some stuff. I'll be honest with you guys, man, like 60%, 70% of the stuff I do in the community, like I'm not posting about that. So it's for me. I sat down with somebody really remarkable and it just reminded me, I mean, my father was a huge, enormous figure in my life. And as far as influence, spirituality, you know, all those things, discipline, you know, you name it, he helped bring that into fruition somehow in my brain and he, he didn't finish sixth grade he's just self-taught traveled a lot one of those people that just comes into your life and helps you i was lucky enough that that was my father like <laughs> you know and and though there's plenty of times where i didn't see that i didn't see the value i didn't see whatever but of course later on as you get older right. you're like, oh my god this guy's right about everything <laughs> you make that phone call when you turn like 30 hey dad yeah i'm sorry yeah yeah oh man you know and god bless his soul he, he passed on in 2016 which was basically the summer where i started refugees right. we we have our, our thing you know we're all from somewhere that's the sort of the big thing around refugees is saying like reminding each other and really reminding myself. A lot right. of the t-shirts that I design and they're literally little reminders for me. And so that made me not care if people bought it by the hundreds or one or never bought anything. Right. It made me like, all right, I'm going to print a few and I'm going to wear it. <laughs> you know, right. like it's what I want to do. And so I think people get too caught up and I've been there too too caught up with what everybody else is doing in the business world. Yeah. And then forgetting what... It happens all they, the time. Yeah, it's like, remember why you started. My dad made me think, all right, like, think all the way backwards. You just walked through the gates of heaven. What happened? Now you got to tell that story, you know, of like your whole life. How did you get there? What happened? I know this sounds ridiculous. Again, I'm, I'm, I'm a spiritual person, so right. I got to talk about God or whatever, you know? But for me, try to think that far ahead because... It helps me align my decisions with, am I being respectful? Am I being honest? Am I being kind, generous? Because let's be real, man. As human beings, those are like the things that people, I don't care who you are. Like those are the things that people judge you on. And if people want to judge you on, you know, money and even all those things, great. And then it wasn't until I decided that I'm independent of people's opinions of me and my family and my wife and my work. 
that was the biggest sort of stress reliever, I would say, in business. And I didn't realize that until my father passed, to be honest with you. I just stopped caring. And you guys remember, like, I used to show up a lot to right. networking events and stuff. Yeah. It's not that I don't care about those things or those people. Just realize that going to constantly do those things isn't feeding my soul. What is now, honestly, is I started aligning myself more with my wife's health regimen which is going to the gym in the morning, eating right, meditating, getting back into my own prayer, my own mind, and just spending the half hour in the morning really thinking about the day, thinking about the week, being a grateful mentality, and thinking to myself like, okay, whatever happens today, I'm ready for it. It's good. It's all good coming to me. And so putting that mentality in front of you constantly and reminding yourself, and all my t-shirts literally remind me of those things, it helps me navigate the day. It helps me navigate my life. I use my business to help me perform as a person, as a human being, just to enjoy my life. And yeah, has it gotten stressful, financial? Oh, oh my God, man. I've been through every <laughs> right. ringer you can possibly think of, you know? But that's why I think I'm so like in tune with my, trying to get my spirituality up and all this, because like you said, your passion can only take you so far. Your work ethic can take you so far. All these elements, but ultimately, comes back to why the heck are you doing this again and you're yeah, when you're for out me i realized i'm trying to get through those doors man <laughs> i know it sounds crazy well but. i mean spirituality or religion part aside mm-hmm. i mm-hmm. think mm-hmm. that there is i wouldn't say it's like scientific proof but people have said different things so some people in their space they call it manifesting or sure. like i got this from the universe more. because i put this in, exactly. out into the universe and stuff yeah. like this and then from kind of the more scientific kind of atheist type people are saying, well, it's you're generating more opportunities for you to become lucky when you do these things that help others and you're making yourself available. Yeah, I don't believe in magic. Right. Like in my book, I called it generating serendipity was the fancy term we came up with. It's doing that extra thing, going to that conference or talking to that person or, you know, doing that charitable thing, even though there may be no direct benefit to you. Over the long term, doing all of those things huge benefit. in the end is a huge benefit. Huge yeah. benefit. But that's that's the thing, though, too, is if you're doing those things solely for the purpose of recognition, mm-hmm. you're doing it for the wrong reason, yeah. right. in my opinion. But you also, you won't keep doing it right. because those things don't have a payback. And so the short-term thinking person says... I donated to these six things and none of those people came into my business and bought something. So I'm not right. going to donate anymore. Exactly. Right. But if you keep doing it and mentoring people and doing all these other things that you can do, good things happen to you. And yeah. maybe you can't see the things that had to happen and all the wheels that had to turn to make this good thing happen to you. And you don't know which one of those hundred different things you did was the one that turned the right screw. Right, 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 absolutely. But one of them was. Yeah. You exactly. just are never going to know which one it was. Exactly. And that's okay. Because if you knew exactly what it was, that's all you would focus on. Right. That's all you would do. And that's mm-hmm. why, like, and then you would the, like the, the super marketing dudes that get on Facebook and, like, know how to exactly target the right audience and, you know, all this stuff, like, super, super, super specific. And then they get $100 million from this one product and, you know, they make 10 YouTube videos about it and try to lure you into their process. That's awesome. That worked out for you. Right. It does not mean it doesn't work out for anyone it, else. It, it, well, it doesn't mean <laughs> that it's going to work out for for me. Right. Right. Because I have my own mentality. I have my own way of thinking and seeing the world, and that's what makes us unique. And I think that's why refugees today, 
or something like refugees today. Like I'm basically looking at a social issue, and, and it is a social issue, right? Bringing voice I mean, to the voiceless, man. When like, people think of refugees, they don't voiceless. think of you being an employer and a business person in the community, and, and all of these things. They What's think of somebody Hussein? who's like yeah. or on the street. Yeah, yeah. right. Your name's Hussein. Okay, That's right. In their mind, there's a folder. Right. With right. the Mohammeds, the Ahmeds, the Ali's, the, you know, all these characters, the Saddam's, uh, you're tucked in right yeah. there. Yeah. Okay. So it's not my problem that that's right. where that file is. That's not my problem. Right. But I started taking it upon myself to say, okay, here's an opportunity within my work, within my life's work that I get to share with others the wonderful things about coming from where I'm from. I'm lucky. I tell people, you know, at one point, I hated being an Arab dude. Like, why isn't my name Jonathan? I was so young. I didn't know the value until my dad goes, your name comes from this amazing personality who's the grandson of the prophet. And the prophet was about seeking knowledge and spreading peace. And again, a lot like these figures that we hear about all the time, right? Whether you're Martin Luther, Nelson Mandela, you know, all these people reach the level of mental attitude that no matter what happened to them negatively, they took it and made the most remarkable lemonade you can drink right. of, you right. know? And so... I'm well, like, and it's right. pretty hard to aim high when you haven't been really low in the first place, right? Yeah. So you, well, you if don't you know. come from a wealthy background where you didn't have to do a lot of work, it's difficult to make a transition to say, I want to work really hard. You just got to reverse it. And yeah, if you come from, if you have to work really hard, and I'm not saying that there aren't people that do that. I mean, there's lots of people who come from good families and good homes to do great things, right? This is what I tell kids. Yeah. yeah, I'm sorry, I mean to cut you off. Yeah, it's just about, it's like having a bonus. All of the adversity is actually something you can use to push yourself to do better things. It's fuel, man. But yeah, it's fuel, but it's fuel for few because a lot of people don't do anything with it, right? right? Which is unfortunate because they have that ability. Every single person has something that happened to their life. Like everybody's going through rough times, hard battle, internal, mental, whatever you want to call it. It's just your attitude. It's just how you view it. I just grew up viewing my refugee camp. And again, for a long, this is why I'm speaking. This is why I go speak, man. For a long time, I was voiceless. I don't have the whole lot of people around me that I can relate to. I grew up with a lot of African-American, Latino kids, you know, in ESL programs and things like that, and some white friends as well. I just never saw the difference between any of them, to be honest with you. I just saw these kids who think that they're Latino, who think that they're Arab, or think that they're whatever. But in actuality, man, when I've gotten the chance to grow up now and realize these things in life, we forgot that we're human beings. We forgot that we smell the same air, eat and drink water. Like those similarities are so crucial. And understanding that we were just so lucky to be born on this giant spaceship, right? But where, what region you were from, you know, and, and how that region gave you an experience is what you use to propel yourself through life. Now, it ain't always gonna be pretty. It ain't always gonna be perfect. But if you are born into a perfect environment, the best thing to do is go see the unperfect, right? Because if you're privileged, right. that's fantastic. There's nothing wrong with that, man. You know, the whole story right today, like, the white man's privileged. Right. Cool. Show them, show that person where you come from. Get in their uh, face, not like not with animosity or anything, right. but like do it with your work. You know, like. Well, and there's no question about the advantage of coming from 
basically a white westernized society, there's definitely an advantage. And I can tell you straight up, like I would talk to people and someone would complain about immigrants, yeah. not knowing that I'm from Canada and I'm an immigrant. <laughs> and I'd say, well, I'm from Canada. And they go, oh, well, that doesn't count. Why not? And I'm like, why doesn't right. that count? I'm from wait, another wait, country wait, and another wait, culture. Wait, who, right? Where are you from? You know, right. like their parents or their right. grandparents, somebody came from somewhere, bro. Right. That's why the term goes, we're all from somewhere. Right. You know, like somebody came here, even the Native Americans, because, right, we studied this in history. Long, if you go back long enough, they all came from the one region. We all right. more or less came from Africa, Middle East. This is bottom right. line, man. It just goes. And again, I don't know the exact scientific dates That's or right. anything like that, but we all know the story. You know what I mean? Yeah. So at the end of the day, if you constantly are looking for a reason to differentiate yourself, differentiate yourself with your story, with right. who you are and why you're doing the stuff that you're doing. Don't differentiate yourself based on skin color and where that person. Dude, the reason why America works, the reason why it works is because of its diversity. Right. It's because of its color. Now, is it working perfectly? Is it working? No. We have a long way to go, right? Same, dude, Iraq. Do you understand yeah. how much stuff Iraq went through and still going through right. as a small, tiny little country? I'm talking from Babylon age, man. Right. Think about how many kings, rulers, president. Man, this thing is happens so all the times when you look at it. In, years. When you look at it through history, it seems like the Roman Empire stood for hundreds of years and then yeah. fell, right? And Canada got its independence in like 1982 mm -hmm. or something, right? Mm -hmm. Like, Brand I mean, new. it was like yesterday, Brand new. right? Yeah. I've got staff younger than that. It's not that long ago, right? No, you know? It's really not and, that long. And uh, by no means am I saying that, that it's some kind of major societal disadvantage for myself being a Canadian immigrant, obviously not, yeah. right? But it's just like that attitude that people have is what I'm talking about. And the other thing is that well, there's two things. The first one is this thing where people's lives are happening to them and they don't have any kind of control over it mm -hmm. when mm -hmm. they have the ability to steer the ship a different direction mm -hmm. and they are either unwilling or maybe they don't know that they can or whatever but they they get They're this constant in, yeah. victim mm -hmm. mentality they're locked in right you can, you, and, you can thank henry ford for that right their <laughs> life is always going to get worse because for, they are going to be a, go from being see, victim to victim to, to the next thing and the we next can talk about people thing, all day right? right we can talk about people and their their mentalities and how they go about living life all day and it won't it won't, right. it won't you won't run out of that juice right but i will tell you this me personally man as an individual who came to this country in 94 with a couple other people in my life just like everyone else in america man we had to struggle we had to learn i didn't understand credit until three years ago like while <laughs> owning a business you know right, what I'm saying? Right. like there's just so much you should learn you should think about as a person as an individual Look, man, if I give you a ticket right now and say, hey, man, go to Italy and here's $5,000, right? I want you to spend this money on the absolute best experiences you can possibly muster up. And then you forget your money and then you go, you still make it to Italy. But you still got a week. You have one week there to make the best of it, right? Like, what are you going right. to do? You're traveling there. Like, you got the hotel. I'm going to have an internet marketing workshop. 
Sure. It costs right? 3,000 euros. Perfect. <laughs> right? But what I'm saying is you already thought right. of an answer right. to do something with. And then when you get there, you're going to like try to go meet people. You're going to try to go eat somewhere that's maybe a little bit cheaper. And you're going to look right. around. You're going to like look around the corners. And, and you're going to lift stuff up. And you're just intrigued by this new world that you've never seen before. That's how I feel my planet is. This whole planet, man. You can spend literally every single day of your life, 70, 100 years, to try to see it all, and you won't. You right. can't. You just can't. That's how right. remarkably big it is. And then on top of that, the experiences of meeting others that have gone through certain things, it just humbles you. Our problem is, you know, you know, for me personally, is just trying to expand that field of vision mm-hmm. to see and feel. See, like, feeling is something that we've just try to put away because we've been taught like, oh, don't feel that way. Don't, don't care. Don't, I, if you don't care, who will? And if you don't care now, when, you know what I'm saying? Because if we don't care enough, eventually things will go astray. The people who care about it for themselves will definitely take advantage of this. Like I'll be honest with you. Somebody, when I joined the uh, Hillsborough chamber, whatever, two years ago it was, somebody was like, man, you about to go over there and do what? (laughs) You about to join the Hillsborough chamber? You're not such a bunch of old white dudes, right? And I'm like, dude, that's that may be the case. And they may all be Republican. And they all may li- dislike Hussein and the name and everything. But you know what, man? More of a reason to go there and show who I am. Show that I own a business. Open up that door so that my fellow, whoever, people of color, you know, right. anybody. And we should mention that that's totally not the case. That's, that's not the case, case by any means. I, I, right. I, I, that I mean, was honestly right. like joining the Hillsborough Chamber was probably one of the best, best things I right. did for my business, for myself. And just learning the community and learning about what people do, why they do it, all this stuff. It always opened up a door. Anyone that says they have a fear of something, we all do. I have tons of fears. We all do. But I try to address those fears one at a time. Even if it takes you a year to two, 10 years to overcome it, great. You'll overcome it and you'll realize that the thing that you were scared of for so long was actually just in your head. Like 98% yeah. of the other stuff. If you're stuff. not doing something that's <laughs> difficult, right? If it's not difficult and a little bit scary, then you're not going to go anywhere. Yeah, and man. when what happens is, I, I like to think about it like you're, you're climbing a hill, right? Mm-hmm. You could stay at the bottom. Or... You could climb up the hill. It's difficult, and you don't know what's on the other side, right? What happens when you get to the top of the hill, you go, well, that wasn't so bad, right? I was able to do it. But then you look, and you see, and there's another bigger hill. And you're like, there's probably something even better on top of that hill. More opportunity. And you get up to that hill, and you go, holy crap, there's another hill with cooler stuff on it. And you just keep doing it over and over and over, and you build and build and build. And I kind of want to roll back a second yeah, when yeah. I was saying before about about there's two things, right? People who have like a victim mentality and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But the second thing is we're talking about 2019, mm-hmm. a internet commerce world at this mm-hmm. point. Mm-hmm. When was the last time that you bought something online mm-hmm. and you thought to yourself, yeah, I might not want to buy this. That got that might not be sold by a by an old white guy, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like Never. you don't even think about it, Never. right? You, you go to buy something online, and it's right from there, it's, it's a shirt. It's from the printery, and you're yeah. like, okay, I'll buy it. I like the shirt. I buy cool. it. Yeah. You don't care that it's Hussein that made the shirt or yeah. Bob right. or you know whoever, right? right? And this is a small percentage of those people, right? Yeah. They just oh, I like that. I'm gonna buy it, right. or or I saw somebody else wear it. I want that. You know, and there is some, status. I mean, there is some disadvantage in communities where maybe they don't have exposure to internet and technology sure. and things like that, right? But in an Americanized 
society. Yeah. If you are, you know, above maybe a minimum poverty level, mm -hmm. there's not a whole lot of chance that you don't have at least basic internet, a Library, $50 bro. tablet, look, man, yeah, look. $20 phone. You can sit here, again, like we talk about people, right? you can sit here and make a trillion excuses. Sure. I've made them. Dude, I've blamed everybody from Texas to Saddam to my mama to <laughs> you name it, man. I've probably blamed them, you know. But at one point, at what point do you say, this is my fault? Right. I'll be honest with you guys, man. The last two years, struggle in my business. Struggle. A big client decides to phase stuff out. What, you know, this happens. Right. It's business. I've struggled. And you're I printing I in a print order world, right? Yeah, I expanded my shop for this particular client. And I had to shrink it back down. Do you know what that does to you emotionally? Physically, I have to go to my wife and got to sell another thing because I got to pay this other thing. And it's hard. It's ridiculously hard. And then right. you got some random guy that wants his 50 T-shirts upset because one of the shirts wasn't the same brand because they didn't come in a 5X. And, it's you know, like, right. like what? What? <laughs> yeah. Wait, a, what? You know, and that, that's what you were talking about earlier, right? Like what people yeah. don't know. What people mm -hmm. don't know. And it's because they don't know that. And I can tell you, never relate. it's hard to find. 5x shirt to print on it is we've it, worked with lots of printers it, it's and not that hard but it's hard you well, know what I mean? Mean, it doesn't <laughs> come in it doesn't it, come it, in it all comes the colors in like three and brands, all sizes right? and, yeah and, exactly and, there's there's yeah. there's difficulty right. but but what i'm trying to holistically say is i took that blame man i realized that i was going through some emotional stuff after my pops passed and i didn't address it i just kept being mad and frustrated and like missing him you know so that in itself affects your business, right. your attitude, your your willingness to go to the Hillsborough right. Chamber and show mm -hmm. up. And, and I said, if I go and show up one more time with a fake smile, I'm the fakest person there. That's ridiculous. I shouldn't do that to myself or anybody else. If I'm going through some stuff, let me go figure it out. Let me go clean it up. Let me go talk to somebody. The only way a successful business works is if you're healthy and successful inside, right. if you feel good. I started realizing that just I just want today to be successful. I just want my health, man. I want it back, right? I want energy without Red Bulls. Right. <laughs> I want energy. With, like, I love coffee. <laughs> you know, I love coffee. I love coffee, too. So that's right? tough. Real talk. So I'm like, okay, I got to get enough energy in the morning. I got to get my mind, body, spirit so aligned that I won't need coffee at some point. That may happen in five years. I don't know. But you guys, you got to think. I about, used like, to hate getting up before 10 a.m., I was like, this is the worst. I'm, I'm a night person yeah. and all this kind of crap that I told myself. Now, if my kid gets out of bed and she comes and wakes me up. It's over. And it's 5 530 in the morning, right? <laughs> 5 or 4 You're in the up. morning. I'm thinking to myself, should I just get up and start working? Mm -hmm. Or should I go back to sleep for an hour? Mm -hmm. You know? Well, can and, you, should you get up and start working? Or should you get yeah. up and get well, into a Well, usually she falls asleep, you know? Yeah, but see, but. see, this is the other thing. Or you said it earlier. A lot of people have life happen to them. Right. Right. They do something. What do we want? We want a good car. We want kids. We want a good spouse. Right. We want a house that we buy. Those are the, the wants. The needs is like, you know, a shelter. Yeah, covering clothes, shelter, yeah, like, clothes, right? food, But the air. wants, they're, they're never, they're never, never going to end. Right. No matter how much filler. And that's why we end up getting storage units and garages and 10 bedroom houses. I don't like know. It's we already never... got to a point where like, I don't want any more stuff. I'm stuffed You're done. Yeah. You're done. We're because trying to get rid of stuff. What you want now what we all want now as human beings is because, look, there's 10 companies that make cell phones. Pick one and go. 15 companies that make it. Pick one and go. Take your favorite, go, right? The competing, you know, big, big, let them compete, fine. But what I realized I needed to do to make myself stand out, 
to make my company stand out and feel good about it more than anything was I needed to attach it to my message, which was simple. We're all from somewhere. Seek knowledge, spread peace. And in intertwining those messages into these T-shirts, giving out little stickers and posters when I go speak to kids, I sat down with myself like, how do I get into school systems? They print stuff all Mm -hmm. the time. I'm like, how do I do it? Emailing these teachers ain't going to cut it. This ain't going to cut it. You can Instagram them all day. Not going to cut it. This is 2014. One of my friends called. Hey, the art teacher's out today. Do you want to come in and like give a little speech? That was my way in, man. I gave a little speech. One, I'd never realized I had that kind of speaking ability. Right. Two, I had a fun story to tell these kids that I could relate to. Three, I'm a person of color. So when kids see that, they think, oh, I can do it too. And then so I was like, oh my God, this is a whole new door. This I never even saw this door. And so, but if you're not in a position to constantly put out positive, whatever it is, messages, friendships, like, man, I ask every time I see any one of my friends, closest relatives, whatever, how are you? How are your kids? What's going on with you? What's going on in your world? And then, you know, maybe five, 10 minutes later, then we could talk about the business or right. the t-shirts that you need or whatever. That's the easy stuff. Right. I know it. I got a system for it. Great. But the hard stuff is being human now. Just being human, just right. being yourself, being relaxed. You know, it's not a tightness and removing the, the super formalities out of the policies and this. And that. we literally have, we're going to put up like a one, two, three process, right? right? This is what we do. This is why we do it. This is when you can pick up I mean, like and a deliver three-step plan? Simple, right? Because there is, if we I talk write about a whole policy <laughs> and I write a whole thing, no nobody cares. Fu- nobody's going to read it, right? You know how many approvals I've had signed? Digitally, we right. go through a very rigorous approval process. Everything is 100%. I deliver the shirts. Oh, that's the wrong shirt. That's the wrong shirt. Didn't, so I, didn't go, I send you a proof? So I go, yeah, oh, <laughs> three times? Three times. Right, signed it? I don't No, I mean, that, the though. same stuff happens you in know every what I industry. Do? Exactly. Right? You know what I do, man? How many shirts was it? What do you need? This, that, we'll fix it. You know, don't worry about the rest. Right. Oh, I feel bad. Look, feeling bad isn't doing anything for me. You know what I'm saying? It's not doing anything for you either. It's obvious that you made the mistake, but you don't want to admit it. But I'm I'm going to be stronger. I'll be honest. Right. I'm going to put this out there. I'm going to be stronger as not only a business owner. I don't care about that. As a human. To confront the fact that it's okay, man. Right. You well, messed it was up. Like I what messed you're up. Saying. It's all good. Right. We're all in this shit together. I'm going to print your t-shirts again. You know why? Because I want you to go talk about this experience in a positive way. Right? You always want And so positive. they're going to leave and they're going to say my name. Hussein at the printery did these for us twice. And now when you go write your review, you're gonna be honest. But deep down inside, deep, 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 deep down inside, that little guilt of you never admitting that you were wrong in this process, and if you admit it to me that you're wrong, I'm gonna fix it anyway. But that guilt is gonna make you spread this word even more. Right. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? They, they if it to, is, if it isn't, I want. to make it more, right? <laughs> right? Well, and, and you were saying about so. like, how can I make this my fault? There's actually a episode of Donner Miller's podcast, and he was talking about how he's always early to mm-hmm. stuff, and he went to this event, and the other, it was like a dinner thing, and mm-hmm. they had some friends coming, mm-hmm. and they got there early, and the other people were half an hour late, and he was pissed off, yep. right? Yep. And Because he's early, so now he's waited 45 minutes, mm-hmm. right? And he's like, well, wait a minute. 
Maybe this is somehow my fault, right? (laughs) And he thinks back to it and he goes, well, you know what? I told them all was, well, we're going to have this thing. And, you know, maybe, you know, around seven o'clock is when we're going to do it. He didn't say, I have reservations at seven. Try to make sure you're there a little early so we get our table. He said around seven. So he's like, that's my fault. And so now he plays this game in his business and his whole life and everything that he does and says, every time something goes wrong, I say, how can I make this my fault? How can I? How can I make it my fault so that I can be the one who can fix it because if it's my fault i can fix it if it's somebody else's fault yeah and, and i just get pissed fault, off at them it doesn't do any good absolutely right? and when when something is your fault a lot of people today you know may take it in a way that's like oh, i'm such an idiot i'm so stupid i do that stuff too you know i'm so dumb dude the negative talk we do between ourselves mm-hmm. that is so damaging to the business it's so damaging you just gotta to be yourself. like how can i turn this around and, and get the, back the on track the key word you said it the key set of words that will unlock more or less every door if you are persistent enough. How can I? And then fill in the blank. When you ask that, you may not even know the answer, right. but your brain is going to start doing the math. It's, right. it's a computer. You put in the search in the Google and your brain is fast. It's remarkably fast. But what happens is, is your distractions that get in the way of that information coming back to you. And those distractions are you being negative with yourself, your community, others, other business people, blaming. Right. Those are the distractions. Your phone. Oh, my God. Turn right? off the notifications on your phone. <laughs> yeah. Your fo- <laughs> everything that you want answers to can come to you, right. but you got to have a clear mind. And the best time to have a clear mind is right there early in the morning. Don't go. Don't jump right into work. Don't jump right into emails. Don't jump right. I used to do that. You know where it got me? Nowhere. Didn't get me richer. It didn't get me. It didn't get me anywhere. It got me stressed out, frustrated, mad as hell about stuff that I couldn't control. So what I did decide, like, I can control my morning. Let me just do that, and then I'm gonna control my afternoon, and I'm gonna control my evening, and then I just started designing, literally hour to hour, what I'm gonna do, and dictating exactly what I want to do. I don't care what other people want me to do. Right. Like I'm more than happy to come and join you guys. More than happy to do those things. Right. But like those things cannot dictate my entire week, my entire day, because I want the most out of my day. Right. You, you know gotta what I'm put. You like, gotta I put, want the right. most out of my twenty four. It's man. like putting a rock in a river, and the river, like the water, is all of the things that need to be done. Time is if so you put precious, a rock man. in there, everything else will move around it. Around and you it. say this time is when I do this thing. Yeah, protect and everything your else time. will go around protect. it. Protect your family time. Protect. protect. I protect like specific time when I'm gonna write content, when yeah. I'm gonna work on the business. So all of these are stuff protected. Done because there's so when many we're gonna record this, yeah. we don't change this. If yeah. somebody, some client says, "Hey, I need this. I need that." Sorry, we're podcasting for two hours. We could either do it before, or we do it after. But we can't move this time. Perfect. And talking about time management. Yeah, man. Yeah. Jeremy's given me the signal. The, the yeah, eye. Yeah. The eye. So, the stank eye. So what it boils down to is yeah. have a passion. Yeah, Follow your passion, do everything in kindness and to move forward in what you're doing and just do it. Absolutely. Thank man. you, Nike. We're not trying to. <laughs> no. Don't sue us. Yeah. Um, and how so, is this my fault? Right. And how is this my fault? How can I do something different? Right. Mm-hmm. So the company is Refugees. You also run the printery. Yes. So it's a, a local print shop for mm-hmm. apparel, right? Yes. Apparel, printing, textile, primarily. Yeah. Okay. Embroidery. So if somebody wants to... If they want to connect with you, if they need shirts, if they need anything made, mm. how do they find you? The easiest thing to do is go the, T-H-E, printery, P-R-I-N-T-O-R-Y, dot com. 
I mean, then you can go in there and see our story or whatever you want. You want to book speaking. You want to find out T-shirt prices. There's a quote page that we just literally made a couple months back. And it's really simple sort of form. Mm-hmm. You just fill out some basic details. And then you can go to refutees.com to learn more about that. And if you like some T-shirt, if you're a T-shirt person, you can you know go on there and buy stuff or just see what it's all about. I'm working on a few pop-ups and things like that around the community. Mm-hmm. We're working a lot with a few local, and we'll we'll release it as we go. Right. So follow at Refutees and at The Printery on Instagram. That's really where I tend to push all my content I, through, just because it's so easy to do that with. That's it. I should also yeah. mention that Kathy Armelis that I was talking about earlier that yeah. does the TEDx talks. Yeah. She's a TED trainer. Her book is called The Unbreakable Rules of Marketing, Nine and a Half Ways to Get Your People to Love You. To Love You. I've read that book twice. I love it so much. Yeah, man. You know, I got to tell you guys, like, that book resonates a lot, just the the front cover. You know, I'm a big Seth Godin guy. I'm sure you guys listen to Seth Godin, too. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, man, it just resonates with me so well because at the end of the day, like, why do people want to work with me? That's my biggest question. They have plenty of choices, you know? So then I got to choose why, which is like when you work with me specifically, we're going to do this thing together, which is give back to this portion of the community that needs help to get on their feet so they can start their business, that go into the jobs that you create and help you build your pyramid or whatever it is. But also at the same time, man, the wealth of our economy, our economics locally community is the wealth of you. So as a matter of fact, bringing different spices, bringing different ideas from different parts of the world has always worked magic for big countries, you know? And so we need that stuff. We, we can't discount it. Yes, there are rules, regulations, this, that, and the other. But, you know, it's, it's like <laughs> the silliest Spider-Man quote. With great responsibility comes great, what is it? With great, great superpowers. Power. With great power. Right? So comes it's, great it's, responsibility. Yeah, you got to take care of those responsibilities. So whatever do. it is. You know, I think that is really nice talking to you. We had a really good conversation. I, I knew it was going to be because, you yeah. know, I know we've met, we've talked a yeah. little bit before. Yeah. But uh, I really, I really, uh, I think what you're doing is really admirable. And Thank you, man. I appreciate that. I appreciate your support, putting me on this podcast, all that stuff. Um, spreading this little message of mine and hopefully we can connect with more people and get them to see their own light their own peaceful state of mind and all those good things so thank you guys i appreciate it thank you this has been digital marketing masters with matt rouse and jeremy markoff for notes and a transcript of this episode go to hookseo.com forward slash podcast Now stay tuned for a preview of our next episode of Digital Marketing Masters. Join us next time as we talk with Josh Tompkins from Dick's Auto Group and Adam Michaud from New World Industries about how community involvement can improve your sales. Digital Marketing Masters is brought to you by Hook SEO Digital Marketing. Our show is produced by Matthew Rouse and Scott Burson, mixed and edited by Silent Outburst Productions. I'm your announcer, Daniel D. Craig. We would love to hear your thoughts. Please leave us an honest review with your podcast provider. Your reviews help us help more business leaders just like you.